welcome to Ruby Lola Keeping Current, the space where we talk about everything early childhood education for anyone who has the passion for quality ECE. Join our Facebook community at RubyLolaAU and follow our Keeping Current blog at RubyLola.net. And now, here's your host, Angela Bush. Today, it's my great pleasure to be speaking with Anne Boucher from Branch Into Music. Anne is passionate about inspiring educators and families to bring the joy of music back to early childhood. She has taught music to a wide range of ages for nearly 20 years, and she runs her own business, Branch Into Music, which teaches music and movement to babies, toddlers, preschoolers, families, and educators in the Ballarat region in Australia. Anne is also a very experienced musician who has run music programs and early learning services for many years. She is amazing. I have been through her program and enjoyed her enthusiasm and passion for music, and I'm sure you will too. So it's my great pleasure to be introducing Anne Boucher. So welcome, Anne. So lovely to speak with you today. Thanks for giving me your time. Thanks, Angela. It's lovely to be here speaking to you today. And I always love to start um, these podcast interviews by asking you something that's always nice to share with people and gives us a bit of wisdom for the day. And what's your favourite quote and why is that your favourite quote? My favourite quote is a quote by my favourite musician, Ella Fitzgerald, um, extraordinary jazz singer. Uh, She said that the only thing better than singing is more singing. Oh, I, I just I just love this quote because to me it all comes back to singing. So when we sing together, whether it's with our friends, whether it's happy birthday, whether it's a national anthem, whether it's with our children, um, when we sing together it makes us feel happy. And uh, there was this one dark point last year during uh, one of our our long and lengthy lockdowns we had over here where uh, my local department of education actually banned singing. And, you know, the only thing I think that was exempt at the time was singing Happy Birthday. And that really brought home to us how much we use singing in our um, early childhood education settings. And just how much we rely on it uh, for transitions, routines, um, intentional teaching. So, yeah, I just think it's a really important quote because, yeah, I think it all comes back to singing. Absolutely. And I, I, I couldn't agree more. It just brings so much pleasure and joy into people's lives, doesn't it? And when you sing with children, they're just so authentic and they're so non-judgmental of of adults and anybody else around them when they sing, aren't they? And so often teachers will say, oh, I can't sing, oh, I sound terrible, but children never judge that. They just enjoy it. No, they love they love you regardless of what you sound like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is great. And I love Ella Fitzgerald too. <laughs> so, in you've got the amazing Five Branches Framework for Music program, and I've actually done it myself. It's fantastic, and I couldn't recommend it highly enough. Um, but tell me a bit about your background first. How did you come to be the music guru that you are today? So I grew up and was educated in Melbourne and I studied um, at university, I studied an arts degree and a music degree. And in my music degree, I actually play uh, the trumpet. That's my main musical instrument. And in my arts degree, I studied psychology. So I had this beautiful blend of 
um, music and psychology, which is a little bit unusual, but I think it's where I think that's what's led me to to where I am today. So um, after finishing my uh, my study, I spent about six years uh, in the classroom, both in the UK and uh, back here in Australia. Before I headed off um, on some maternity leave with my with my boys, who are now eleven and thirteen. But it was really when my boys were tiny that I discovered what I really wanted to do like when I grew up. And that was to blend my two great loves of, um, you know, development through uh, early childhood development and music together. And, yeah, so this is sort of where it really started. And when when my boys were tiny, I was just amazed at the power of music. Uh, to soothe them and settle them on the one hand or to energise them, stimulate them and get them ready to learn on the other hand. And when I was on leave, I started experimenting with um, my own friends, as you do, um, in mother's (laughs) groups and play groups. And I started then my own little early childhood music class with the friends, with my friends and their children. And really the rest is history so over the next 10 years my little music class developed into a music school Um, and pre-COVID I was working with over 100 local families so um, teaching parent-child music classes but also running uh, music programs in several early learning centres in kindergartens and running workshops with educators and speaking at conferences Um, But actually, over our two prolonged lockdowns here in Victoria, that really actually gave me the opportunity to um, put all of my programs online um, and to be able to share what what I know now with a wider audience, which is just super exciting. So, so yeah, that's a, that's me. That's where I've, how I've ended up where I am today. Wow, music really is in your your soul and in your shoes, isn't it? And in everything that you and everything that you're doing, it's quite a quite an extensive background there. Tell me a little bit about um, the five branches of music and what you're doing there today. That's really exciting. So the five branches framework for music in the early years is an online course that I've developed, and and this this course came to me because I I had presented a number of times. Um, live for educators on behalf of Early Learning Association of Australia and some other bodies. And basically, the idea is that there are five most important parts of any music program for um, the early years. And it's not actually rocket science. You don't need to be a trained musician to bring music into the lives of of, of small children. So these five most important parts, which I call the branches, are uh, beat, singing, instruments, movement, and listening. So it's a simple framework, five parts, five branches, and in the online course that that I run, I just go through each of these each of these important areas one by one in in different modules. And um, the idea is that educators come out at the end feeling a little bit more confident and they've got some more repertoire and and resources and ideas for making meaningful music with the children in their care. Sounds amazing. So for teachers who perhaps need a confidence boost or want to build up some more skills 
or just learn how to be more effective in how they are delivering and teaching music in early childhood, this sounds like a really great place for them to come and explore. Yeah, it is actually. And the beauty is that, yeah, you don't, you don't need to come in there with it with a prior music training. You don't need anything other than just a, a love of a love of music and a love of children and just a belief that all children deserve a musical childhood. And that's where early childhood educators they they need to know that they don't need to have a a background uh, in in formal music education. They just need to have a love of music, a love of children, and just the belief that all children are entitled to a musical childhood. And that's where it's sometimes a little bit sad because some of the children in our care really have only ever experienced the music that's on in the car or the music that's on at the supermarket. And I think that we that we have a responsibility to give our children a broader musical education than that, expose them to different genres. So expose them to jazz, expose them to world music, expose them to classical music, folk, whatever. Um, there's so much to listen to. So it's, it's it's a lovely, exciting position that we are all in. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think that there's just so much opportunity now too with technology at our fingertips to so easily provide those wide range of experiences and genres to children and music. So easy. Absolutely. Yeah. So, look, you're talking about there about teachers being passionate and, and um, building up their own skills and repertoires. T- tell us a bit about why it's so important that children have quality experience in music in their early years. So the reason it's so important is that when, when we make music, um, it makes us happy. So happy children thrive. and. As we know, when children are happy, they're more likely to engage in meaningful relationships and they're more willing and eager to learn. And as I said before, you know, so many of these children haven't experienced the the musical childhood and so therefore this is where it's just really important for us as educators to be doing all we can to give music to our children. I couldn't agree more, Anne, and, and the way that we make children feel is just such an important part of our teaching with young children because um, happy, engaged children are learning children. So, yeah, music is really, really significant part of that, isn't it? Absolutely. In your years, Anne, of working with teachers and teaching how to work effectively with children and music, what are some of the biggest roadblocks blocks or barriers that you've come up against that prevent early childhood teachers from being amazing in music and feeling confident in music? Well, I find that there is often a large number of early years educators who uh, they worry that they can't sing or they're worried that they're not musical. And I this is um, this is something that just doesn't matter. Um, educators are sometimes self-conscious about singing in front of their peers or singing in front of, um, you know, other adults that might be present in the room, whether that might be parents. Um, and then they're, and they're, they're stressed about singing in front of their children. And I often find too that, that, a lot of children, that a lot of educators have lost, sort of like lost their mojo. So they, they feel like they're using the same songs over and over, year in, year out. And the other thing 
And the, and the other thing that's of concern is that, that many educators have actually received little or no musical training in their own teacher training. And educators sometimes feel self-conscious about, about that too. So there's a number of roadblocks um, mm. that, I, that I've seen over the years. Yeah. So obviously if they come along and do uh, something like your five branches of framework of the music, they can start to overcome some of that and um, start to feel more confident and comfortable in what they're doing. Absolutely. That's the, and and we'll, that's the idea. And we'll provide, we'll provide um, details for um, how to access information about your program in the podcast notes and also on the Ruby Lola website. So people can look out for that too. That would be so great. Yeah, as you talked about, and uh, early childhood services have a big role to play in educating our youngest people and bringing music and the joy of music to their lives. So what what are some of the top things that you would love to see all early childhood services and teachers doing right now with children? Well, I'd love for all early childhood educators to know that making meaningful music with your children isn't rocket science. So as we were saying before, like your children, they love you just the way you are. They love your hair, they love your shoes, you know, they and they even love your singing voice. Um, I'd also love for there to be some more intentional music making in services. So what I mean by that is is playing musical instruments with a purpose. So in addition to just having a box of random musical instruments in your service, which, you know, there's absolutely definitely a place for that, but um, I'd like there to be, I'd like people to know what else they can do with musical instruments, for example. I'd also like um, educators to be singing songs with their children, with their children, sometimes without the recording. Um, I'd like to see educators using a range of different movement activities with their children rather than just their own tried and true favourites. And I'd also love for children, as I said a bit earlier, to be exposed to different genres of, of music. I think this is one of our real responsibilities. So as we said before, jazz, classical, world music, folk music, and not just not just having those songs playing in the background, but but actually actively listening to those um, pieces of music. And and I, I I like to give educators the the skills to be able to 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 do this, to be able to do active listening activities with their children. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's before. It's so easy now to have access to all of that those different types of music, and and I know that from my own experience. So so often you see the musical instruments pulled out in an early childhood service and this little ratty basket of tatty old instruments that nobody really actually knows how to use um, effectively. The children will, will explore with them and make a lot of noise, but there's not often a lot of coordination of that or um, deeper exploration that actually leads to some sound learning around how to how to use those instruments for enjoyment as opposed to noise that's right and there's so much we can do with musical instruments with children and as I keep going back to you know it's not rocket science you just need to be shown um you just need to know what to do just need to have a framework and just need to be able to put put things in place and 
yeah, I, I think it's a we're at a really exciting point if we can give um, if we can give early childhood educators these tools to make more meaningful music with their children. It's really exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Where can teachers go to to find out some more information about you, Anne? Oh well, uh, my my business name is Branch Into Music, um, and so I'm just over on on the just on the ordinary socials, and I'm sure that Angela can pop some links below um, in the notes for this for the episode. But probably my my greatest uh, resource out on social media is my YouTube channel, <clears throat> where I've got over fifty little musical moments. I call them. Uh, which are just little musical morsels, ideas, activities. Um, we're current, I'm currently recording a set of um, of how we can use nursery rhymes with our little people. So, uh, yeah, check check me out over on YouTube. Um, Fantastic. Do they just look up Anne Boucher on? Uh, look, look up, look up Branch into Music. Branch into Music. Okay, fantastic. Thanks so much for your time. Where, where to next for you, Anne? What's next on your? Oh well, look, priorities. Oh look, I'm absolutely loving being back face to face with children in in 2021. That's been such a highlight for me after a very a very oh challenging in in you know I was lucky to be very well during 2020, but just the fact that that I, I didn't have a great deal of face to face contact with the children last year. So it's it's just lovely to be back in 2021. So I'm looking forward to keeping on working with families and um, with educators and working with children in services this year. I've got two national conferences here in Australia that I'm presenting at and I'm super excited to be able to share this message um, with of my simple framework with a wider audience like I'm doing today. So it's a privilege to be talking today to your um, to the educators over in New Zealand today, and I'm just really grateful to have been given this opportunity to share my message with with all of uh, my friends over there in New Zealand. Fantastic. Thanks, Anne. Well, we look forward to exploring your uh, Five Branches Framework program, and um, thank you for your time today. That's my absolute pleasure. Thank you, Angela. Bye. See you. Mm-hmm.